when I used to lose weight for, for, like I said, for whatever reason, and I'd lose a lot of weight, I think that was a lot of the reason it didn't last is because it was a, a punishment based system, you know, even working out then used to be okay, well, you weigh this much, you ate this much, so you need to work out for this long to make up for it. And if right. it's punishment based, whether it's how you feel or what you're doing to yourself or what you're eating, it's, it's, you can only punish yourself for so long. It's never going to last. Um, really good hey guys, this is Ralph from Celeb. Thanks for watching the show. We're about to speak with James, who is a, a pretty interesting story. I don't know if you've seen his uh, Instagram page. You'll see some massive results. He was a wrestler and then put on a lot of weight. So he's kind of like a cautionary tale of things to do and not to do, which I think makes him a really interesting story. So check out this interview. There's a lot of really cool stuff. He's got an awesome personality and a really unique voice. I think he's, he's very different than most of the people who um, are kind of like what you would expect as the, uh, the kind of keto, keto guy. So by all means, let's uh, get right to it without further ado. James. I'm not shy about the fact that I was not always heavy. I was a, a division one recruited wrestler out of high school. I wrestled at 130 pounds for Burton Catholic. Like I was, I was, you know, an athlete. And I think that, muscle. well, no, I was never, if I was, I would have been, I would have gone from being pretty good to being very good. If I actually was muscular, you know, my, my technique kind of got me by and I had just enough wind and, and cardio and conditioning and strength to get me through uh, no more than I needed to. But I, I was never a big guy growing up. You know, I probably had a gut, but I was never super big. And I, I give a lot of credit, probably a lot more credit to people who have been heavy their whole lives since childhood and been able to lose weight. You know, if you see pictures of me in, in fifth grade, sixth grade, I was a little chunky, but I was never big. And then high school, you know, like I said, I, I, maybe I don't give myself enough credit. Maybe I'm misremembering because I was an athlete, but I was again, never, never muscular or fit or anything like that. Um, but I ballooned up in, in, as an adult where I feel like I never should have been, you know, people who've been heavy their whole lives. I, I really, I give a lot of credit to them because they've been able to, to go from there to to keep pushing and losing the weight me i just kind of look at myself as more of a cautionary tale like okay great i'm where i am now but i never should have been where i was in the first place mm. that's interesting yeah yeah i think you're the first person i've spoken to that's said it that way the cautionary tale yeah you know and 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 if if that comes across in the form of um inspiration or or whatever people want to take it as then then that's great if it if it helps them and they see it that way I don't necessarily see myself that way again I kind of see myself as an example of um maybe inspiration for other people like me who, who might have been had to right the ship you know from from going off in the wrong direction like it had been um and right. proof that if I can um without really a clue how to do it then anybody could but certainly you know like I said I I look to people who've done amazing things that had a harder road than me myself for, for inspiration. That's pretty humble. Um, but I mean, I guess it's all relative and it makes sense. Yeah, what, exactly. What exactly, like you're saying, riding the ship, what do you think wronged the ship? Like what, what took you off course? Um, 
general laziness combined with uh, reality doses, I guess. Um, you know, I, I, again, I say I was able to get by on my wrestling as far as when I wrestled. I was able to get by on being an athlete as far as staying in shape. Um, right. You know, especially a sport like wrestling where you, you're the number on the scale is what matters. Before you wrestle, you have to hit that certain number on the scale. You know, forget about performance-wise, you know, um, and and being at the optimal weight or fitness level to to do a good job you have to be at that number to actually get to do it and so i could always get myself into shape for that and then once i didn't have that i realized that was the only reason i cared you know and and um i had kind of built a relationship with with food that was terrible but as long as i was wrestling didn't really affect me and then as soon as i stopped that relationship was just i mean food was everything you know they they food addiction is, is something that I think people don't give a lot of credence to because, Oh, whatever, it's just food, but it's, it is real. And it is, it is, you know, a comfort or a retreat or um, a source of pain for a lot of people, just like any other thing you can get addicted to. And that was definitely what happened to me. What was the, uh, Give me an example of like why, how that would happen or like what the cycle was. Like you'd, something would so, go wrong and you would eat or, or is it like. Or wrong or right or, or whatever. It's just any sort of. Like a processing. Any sort of emotional high or low really, you know, mm -hmm. uh, even going back to um, probably going back to wrestling because you weigh in, you get on the scale, you know, the, the scale says what it says. And then you have about two hours before you get, you get on the mat or an hour and a half anyway. And the first thing I did when I got off the scale, and I think everybody did, was, was eat. Mm -hmm. um, now, some kids were smarter at the time. You know, I've been out of high school almost 20 years. They were smarter, and they had whatever, antipasta or carb loaded, which now I would, you know, look at differently than then. But then they were the smartest kids around. Um, me, I would eat buttered rolls from 7-Eleven and, and mint Milano's and stuff like <laughs> that, you know. And, and, but that, that attitude of emotion and excitement, being associated with food was there then and then if you won your emotions were were up here and if you lost they were down here um and i think wearing my heart on my sleeve as much as i do I, my emotions you know they say don't get too high after a win or too low after a loss that wasn't how i lived i was always really high really low right right right, right. and so however i was when you went home you ate because you had that Realistically, it was because you had that, that day or two or whatever it was buffer before you had to drop down and, and get on the scale again. But by the same token, it kind of became, okay, well, I'm eating because I'm happy or I'm eating because I'm sad. And I think that as I stopped wrestling, the, the food was still tied to all those emotions. Yeah, it's like such an emotionally charged moment to then have food be you know, tied into it. It's, it's not your average human experience. You know, it's like a, it's abnormally no. charged. It really is. Yeah, and I, I can't. I, I fault my reaction to it more than, because I mean, have, there's, wrestling is a sport that, that, you know, was losing some numbers, but there's still hundreds and thousands of high school kids that wrestle every year and a very small fraction probably gain 110 pounds after they stop wrestling. It's not many. So it's not the sport that does it. It was my right, reaction right, right. to it and, and how it became associated to it. Um, but I also feel like more people are talking about how there are eating disorders, you know, attached to these kind of emotionally charged situations. Like, yeah, 
you know, yeah, I, somebody I spoke to this morning, Keto Brian, who I don't know if you've seen his page, like he was saying the first time he heard ED, like you, you think, you think it's erectile dysfunction, but it's actually eating right. disorder because it's such a, it's such a prominent problem. Yet it does and, get like on a back, back page treatment. And I think, listen, in, in 99% of things, um, females have had it a lot rougher as far as things that get backpaged, and I never want to take away from that. Eating disorders, especially for men, though, I feel like, you know, that's the, really, awesome. that's such a, yeah, like whoever would think that a, a guy, yeah, would have an eating disorder. I mean, who's the funniest guy at the party? It's usually Chris Farley. Like, you know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, it's we're like, we're a victim of the stereotypes and cliches and stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and like I said, that's, again, everybody has a different reaction to it, and, and I feel like I have to have some accountability for that anyway. Not that anybody else does or doesn't have to, and, but, but for myself, I have to take ownership of that, and I, I don't know that until I did, I could have tried to make a change. Uh, yeah, that's probably true, because, I mean, how, when is this that you made the change? Is it 2019? Yeah, so so I'd been up and down the ladder a couple times. Um, okay. Always kind of event driven, just like wrestling. You know, again, you're you're making weight for something. I was in a wedding when I was in my 20s, and I got into really good shape for that. And then when I got married, when I was 30, I got into really good shape for that. But then once that's done, what what's the motivation? Like, what's the you know? There was nothing continuing to push me. So it was um, last year after my daughter's first birthday so she turned one january of, of 2019 so oh, awesome. a Congrats. couple weeks after that thank you thank you yeah she's i mean i you know she was a lunatic who's, who's still a lunatic who <laughs> you know i had a hard time keeping up with when she was one you know and and oh, no so doubt. maybe it is event driven as far as being able to keep up with her for her life um well that's a nice knows, long event you know, to work with exactly exactly <laughs> at least it's it'll stretch out over a longer period of time you know i started looking at at my father was a, a college all-american wrestler and this and that and he was the same age that i was when um i had my daughter you know i'm the oldest of my brother so he had his first kid in his early 30s or mid 30s too and he was still on the mat coaching and and competing and and helping to to train uh, me and my high school contemporaries when I turned 18 and the way that I was living, I wouldn't have been able to say the same thing for her, for whatever she wanted to do, you know? Well, you've changed that. That's, that's a pretty cool reason why. Yeah. Um, it was a wake up call, I guess, you know? That's cool. So you have one, one daughter? Yeah. Yeah, well, she's two and a half right now, so I, I don't know if you have any kids, oh, but when they're... Yeah, no, they're, I actually have, I have one who's turning three in next month, so I had nine. Yeah, so, so you see that they, when they're two and a half, they're really two kids, you know, so I, <laughs> I have one, but she, she goes from being the sweetest thing in the world to the opposite of that, so... No doubt, no doubt. It's, uh, it's funny, because it's like, my daughter's a nuisance, but I also think it's one of the best qualities about her, because I, li I like that she's able to stand up for herself and yell at us, Yeah. And, you know, whine about something, and... You, you, know, you have my... to turn the head away a lot when you want to laugh, because you're supposed to be mad at whatever they're doing, and, and it's, it's so funny. Not right, but you have to it's... hide that's one of my hugest problems. I'm, I, I break character by laughing all the yeah. time. 
Yeah, <laughs> not, I mean, it's not the best thing, but it's also not the worst of all, you know. No, even even dumb problems. little things. Me and mommy are going to go to the store alone. You stay here, okay? Well, you can't be yelling at me, but how do I not laugh at that? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, um, what in 2019, what was the catalyst to get you started at that point? I mean, um, so it was her first birthday, you know, and, and like I said, I was really, I think both of us, my wife as well, we were both feeling pretty sluggish the whole party. I think we had, like I said, she was about a year old and we'd, we'd been since she was born pretty sedentary other than work. You know, she worked in a place where she was on her feet all the time. I worked at a, a pharmacy where I was on my feet all the time, but other than that, we didn't do much of anything. Mm. Um, and then we had this party and I know after the party, even two days cleaning up from a party, like whatever, I'd always been a social guy. I don't know if it was because I was 30 or I'd been lazy for so long or what, but I just remember being shot. Yeah. Um, just from that. And she suggested keto. And honestly, at the time when she did, I didn't, A, I didn't know much about it. You know, I, I feel like you probably talked to a lot of people who say they did a lot of research and, and this. Yeah. That. Research has been one of the big answers I've been hearing. Definitely. Yeah. No, that wasn't me. If you have anybody who's going to jump right in, uh, um, you know, I always say you measure twice, cut once. I say don't measure and, and cut myself. That's kind of what I do. I mean, I, I, I definitely, yeah, I didn't know what, what I was eating and I kind of slow transitioned into it. But I did think I need to make some kind of change just to try. And, and again, like I said, I, I remember right around that party just even basic things like having a party for my daughter felt exhausting. Um, but keto was just something I thought I would check off the box. You know, like I, mm -hmm. I, I told somebody the other day, I thought it would just be another thing that I could say I tried and, and maybe keep feeling sorry for myself and being like, look, I even tried this and it didn't work, you know? <laughs> was your wife also trying it? Is this like, uh, yeah, yeah, we did it together in the beginning. Um, she's on a, uh, a different program now. Um, I don't exactly know how to pronounce it. It's a, a kind of a meal replacement program that she's, it seems to be a lot more comfortable for her. Um, but we both started at around the same time. Um, and I just, I think because I'm so hard headed when I commit to something that, that it, it really took to me right away. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. It how was, long? Uh, um, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, how long did she do it? Um, also do keto. So for the first, I would say six months, we were both on it. And then she did it again for another three month clip. Um, you know, it affects everybody differently. I, I feel like when I got into ketosis, I was getting told, you know, people would, uh, coworkers that I had at the time, they told me they really thought I was on drugs because I just had this burst of energy. energy. And I was, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she didn't get that feeling, you know. What, and, and did she I, get like the stringy feeling? What? How did she feel? She was just the opposite. Like, uh, uh, I guess my body processed it as as uh, energy and and hyperactive and and all positive things, and hers was maybe a bit more. Um, it just didn't feel comfortable. Like I, I know there was times she was more easily agitated because of it. And then she would, it would, it would really seem to put a drain on her and she would just feel more slow and sluggish, which I've heard does happen to some people. I mean, it is, 
it's so hard for me to comprehend that it's not for everybody, but it's not, you know, I, I just, I've had such positive results that in my head, I'm like, Oh, of course it's for everybody, but it's, it's not, you know? Um, and so then I have a bit of, of, um, I have to take a step back and kind of remind myself of that sometimes that everybody's journey and story is different. And she's found one that seems to work for her now. So no, it's awesome. I mean, I, it's like if she's feeling sluggish from something, what's the point? And the whole, right, the whole exactly. catalyst for you was like feeling sluggish at the party. It doesn't. Exactly. I mean, and I, I, when I used to lose weight for, for, like I said, for whatever reason, and I'd lose a lot of weight. I think that was a lot of the reason it didn't last is because it was a, a punishment based system. You know, even working out then used to be, okay, well, you weigh this much, you ate this much, so you need to work out for this long to make up for it. And if right. it's punishment based, whether it's how you feel or what you're doing to yourself or what you're eating, it's, it's, you can only punish yourself for so long. It's never going to last. Um, it's a really good point. I mean, on those lines, um, you know, what, uh, what's your, I guess, what's your consistent way of sticking to it? Like what's your, you know, long-term motivation? Um, you know, I mean, your daughter's part of that, but with, I guess more like nuts and bolts. I think I started to kind of set goals for myself that without the energy level and without the uh, um, excitement and self-motivation I'm able to have on keto that I wouldn't accomplish. You know, I, I mm. went back to school. Um, I left Rutgers by their choice after my first semester of my second year there. Uh, they want you to go to class, and when you don't, they tend to think you're not a student anymore, which I guess makes <laughs> sense. Um, and then I, I stumbled over the next six years into an associate's degree because I had 90% of it done. And, and so I got an associate's degree from Bergen Community College in 2007 and hadn't given school a second thought until then. Um, so I started going back to school again and got serious about starting to, to want to go back to school. Um, and then... I wanted to compete again. Um, you know, I, I spent a few years as a local independent pro wrestler in New Jersey, um, which was fun. And, and I met some great people and awesome, but it wasn't competition winning or losing. And I, I love that and miss that so much that I want to get back on a mat and, and compete in some form of combat again. And those are, I know I can't do either one of those two things now without the, the energy and the, the, you know, ability to push through that I have on, on keto. So I, I think those are probably the, after I lost the weight, like you said, it's kind of like what now? And so those kind of became the next two things to push towards. Are you doing that now? Like what's, how, how would you compete? No. Uh, so I'd like to get back into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, which is a totally different sport, but something that I think is fun and, and kind of as an adult is a bit, um, a, especially out in Southern California, this is kind of a hub for it. So there's a lot more options, but no doubt. Uh, de definitely I picked, you know, planning on starting the beginning of this year, I picked a, a rough time to try to start something Not where you're in time. close physical contact with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't even know if the gyms are open. Um, I certainly would not want to go into a situation like that with a bunch of strangers. I don't know. And if I was them, I would not want to let somebody I don't know come into my situation like that. Um, yeah, no, so I'm just trying to be physically in shape and ready for when that is an option again to go back into the gyms. You know, I, the, the 
technique of it I'll have to learn then, but if I can be as in shape as I can when that time comes. No, it'll definitely help. I mean, all these things translate. Yeah. Um, what, um, have you thought about coaching wrestling? Yeah, I mean, I did a year at, at Burton Catholic in my old high school um, with the JV there and loved it. Uh, that's kind of the, I'm going back to school to get my teaching certificate. The goal when I, I got out of high school was to be a history teacher and, and coach wrestling. Um, that was the the straight path, you know, and then right. somehow I, I got off the, the interstate and onto the local roads for the last 18 years. But um, <laughs> yeah, took, took quite a few turns, ended up on the 46 over there and, and you know, but now I'm, uh, that's the goal is to get back to being able to do that. Uh, most places in, in New Jersey, I know you can't be a paid staff member of high school, uh, coaching staff member, unless you work for the school district. Um, I don't think California is the same, but generally they try to hire people from within the school district. So they'll, they'll yeah. hopefully go hand in hand. I wonder if you could do it for a university also. Probably. Um, I, I, as far as could, I get hired according to their bylaws. Yes. As far as, um, would I have a resume right now that would be flush enough to do it? Probably not. Um, You'd probably need a connection as far as like someone yeah. else who's the head coach hires you as the assistant exactly. or exactly. You know, some, something like that. I actually, I think um, given my story, as crazy as it sounds, um, again, I, I went to a, a place where you didn't see a lot of redemption stories. There was a lot more straight and narrow as a burden Catholic. Um, right. And again, you make your world, you know, you, 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 when I got to my early twenties, I was who I was and I did what I did, but I hadn't seen a lot of those in high school. And I think that if I'm able to go back to school and graduate and then start competing again and do all these things, I'm just a story that somebody can look to that, okay, I don't want to, to have to get my uh, teacher certificate and my bachelor's at 39 years old. <laughs> but if things go wrong and I do, I can because this guy did. Yeah. So no, I think in that sense, you know, high school is, is somewhere where I feel like maybe I could be more useful to them in that regard. That's cool. Yeah, there's some truth to that. I mean, I think, you'd, I think either way that you'd be useful in different regards. But that yeah. is a cool, that's a cool one because I think that age is, I mean, I, since I grew up in New Jersey, I know how like rigid it was, you know, it's like, right. it's, be awesome. I wish I knew some of the possibilities I found out when I was 25, 30, right. when I was 15, 16, you know. You know, I don't want to use the shelter, I don't want to say sheltered, but a little, you know, you just don't realize how many different means there are to the same ends. And if you don't take the same means as it seems like everybody else around you is, or everybody in a position of authority who's already gotten there is, that's okay. Um, yeah. Totally. For a long time, I didn't think that was okay, you know, and I'd love to be able to show kids, ideally, or, or even people that haven't taken that path that have already started to go down a different one, that it's okay, they'll, they can get where they want to get to. Yeah, no, it's cool. It really is. There are, there's a lot of ways to do things. Um, it's funny, you and I are both like kind of outliers as far as, you know, the, the normal, the normal path, the normal the, right. North Jersey path. So Right. And that's great that people went that way. That's awesome. You know, I mean, my brother got his degree from the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan at 22. And um, 
he's doing high-end weddings and uh, videography and photo editing for high-end weddings and doing commercials. And he's in his, you know, mid twenties and great. He did it the way that they, they draw it up. And, and I'm proud of him that he was able to do that, but. Does he still live in New Jersey or does he live in Manhattan? Yeah, no, uh, he's in New Jersey. He can be, he, he does a lot of work in Rockland County, uh, New oh, yeah, York. Cool. Um, sure. Yeah. But he goes all over. I mean, he got flown overnight to a wedding in Florida and then back. Um, oh wow so so yeah like i said he did it more of that path that that we know or that you know and he was able to stick to it and and that's i'm proud of him for that you know and and i'm trying to be more proud of myself for for hopefully being able to show the alternative if you didn't do things the way you were supposed to <laughs> yeah no i think it's, it's amazing my my guess is a lot of people relate to your your story because i think a lot of people you know feel like they they kind of got they didn't get the uh, the memo of like how to do things the you know the the right way, and then here they are uh, studying, so. learning, finding things out after the fact, and you know succeeding. I, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I you know I, I try to be as transparent as possible about wins and losses and successes and failures and and where I'm at in the process and what I need to improve for for myself and for other people you know being that that transparent kind of holds you accountable you know if you yeah. know you're going to tell a bunch of people that you you missed a day or you fell behind in your coursework it pushes you that much more you know than even just your family would who's a big enough motivator to begin with um right but also for them maybe there's people that i'm a pretty outgoing guy i'm a pretty comfortable guy sharing my story there may be somebody who's doing the exact same thing that that's just they don't feel comfortable sharing Oh, but, definitely. Yeah. You know, and if I do, maybe that makes them more comfortable where they're at. And that's, that's great. That's cool. Do you feel like the uh, Instagram page, like sharing has made you more accountable? Yeah, I think so. I mean, as far as, as ideally, so I, I lost weight. I'd, I'd gotten down actually about 10 pounds lower than I am now, um, which is I've started to work out more. Uh, I'd gotten down to that weight around January or February and, and, you know, I kept saying, oh, I'm going to go back to school. Oh, I got to start working out. Oh, I got to start doing this. Oh, I got to start doing that. And it all sounded great, but I hadn't done any of it. Um, mm. You know, I'd gotten to X and, and honestly, as great as I felt on keto, X was where I'd gotten with everything else I'd ever tried. I'd never gone past that. That's interesting. So now I'm, I'm in a more social situation with it. Uh, and all of a sudden I'm pushing towards Y and Z. So is it, the lifestyle that's the difference possibly is it the instagram possibly is it a combination of of again having that accountability of a lot more people it's probably both yeah yeah which is good i mean let it be let it be a synergy right like that. exactly i mean that's the tricky thing like, that's one thing i keep hearing like especially by doing this by talking to people is that everybody has a kind of plateau and then a lot of people that's where they and they know it that's where they break down so yeah like if you yeah. can withstand you're great i don't i don't think it, it, it wasn't a conscious thing for me um at least you know i, I didn't say oh i'm i'm kind of tired of where i'm at let me go see what a bunch of people i've never met from all over the world are up to <laughs> it, it, you know that wasn't how i thought but that's what it turned into, you know, and, and I say it's accountability for me. It's also, I go on there and I see so many people who, like I said, uh, to me, their stories and what they've gone through and what they've done dwarf me. 
Um, What's one uh, one page that you're like, that's that's the story, that thing. So that's the most inspirational thing I've seen. Um, well, there's there's so many. There's one. Uh, there's a couple actually. Her her name is um, Sweary Keto Mom Denise. Uh, she's become a pretty good friend of mine. Her and her husband, Curse and Carnivore, they have a. I think they've lost about 300 pounds together, first of all, which, I mean, I, I could end it at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they've also done it all um, with three kids of, of varying ages, um, you know, and starting a business at the same time. And, and, you know, I look at that and that to me is pretty incredible to be able to do it um, with your significant other. Like I said, while you have so much, I know what it's like with one kid who's not in school and, working in a business that I can go home at and disconnect from. Right, um, right. Forget about trying to run my own business and having three kids in various ages of schooling, you know? Um, so, so that's those two definitely Dave and Denise are two people that I see constantly. That's cool. I'll put that in the notes when we, uh, when we gather this that way people can see that. Yeah, I feel like I heard his name. I don't think I've seen her. Um, it's possible she's been um, around for a while. He's uh, he does a lot of carnivore challenges and everything, so he kind of takes the lead in a lot of ways. So that, that right. could be why. Um, could be. I also might be wrong. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, ch I'll check later. My memory's not awesome. I'm 45 and I got 80 things going on. Right. <laughs> so. Um, it's like the Al Bundy syndrome, you know, you, you remember one thing, but you forget where you live. <laughs> it's totally like that. And it's getting worse, but I mean, it's, it's so good yeah. for us to have, you know, I'm, I'm in a fortunate position. I got a lot going on. Um, I also wanted to ask you, like, um, if, if somebody's starting out, I, mean, I think a lot of people who are going to watch this are going to be in the beginning phases, you know, they're just gathering information mm -hmm. and stuff. So if somebody's starting out, what's your, what's your advice? Like what's stage one for them? What um, I guess the first thing is no, you know, this is going to sound super weird. Good. Don't, not don't go on, on social media or especially Instagram or anything like that to get started, but don't feel like you have to be that. Um, mm. You know, I'd lost, like I said, I'd lost most of my weight before I started. Um, and that's kind of a good thing because I'd go on there and, and when I first started and see these people that, that should be on, um, you know, the Food Network, um, really the stuff they make is so good and it's, it's keto. And I feel like um, I got by for the first seven or eight months on, on eggs and bacon and pepperoni and almonds and that's it. Um, you know, and that's what worked for me. Uh, if you're somebody who can do amazing things in the kitchen, you like to experiment right from the start, go ahead and do it. But I, I just, I worry or I get nervous sometimes, even myself, that they see, you know, people going out and going on all these crazy expensive shopping trips and then trying to make all these crazy things in the kitchen, which I do too, but I feel like you don't have to do that. Right. There's a simple way. Successful also. Diet. Right. It's funny um, you say that because somebody who I spoke to a couple of days ago, Stephen Downer, he was telling me that uh, he'd be happy with eggs all the time. Every yeah. day. Like, yeah. I've, I mean, I've done a couple of egg fasts. You can do some cool things. With them. I couldn't eat three omelets a day. Um, right. But I've made, you know, egg puddings and, and I used to put them in my coffees and, and this and that. Um, 
So you, you can definitely change it up. Uh, and that's the other thing I, I say, on the one hand, don't feel like you have to be a professional chef. On the other hand, don't. If you think that keto is restrictive, then you're not doing it right because it's right. really not. Um, and that's the other thing that I, I tell point. people. If you feel like you're a couple weeks in and, and you're just like, oh, I can only eat the same things, then then reach out and ask because maybe you're not reading the labels right. I wasn't at first. I was eating the little Sargento snack packs that had the fruit and the cheese and everything. I was eating those for the first two weeks. So it it you know you could need some guidance there because it's definitely unless you're trying to eat out every day it's not a restrictive thing you can grab yourself stuff to eat at home and and do just fine that's a really good point seriously like it's more accessible than i think people might might believe yeah uh, i don't think if it says the word keto on there a lot of people think it's okay and and it, it generally is um you know, if it's something that sounds like it would work, if it's meat, if it's cheese, if it's high fat, there's people that do it a hell of a lot healthier than me. They can eat five avocados a day. I don't like avocados and they eat much healthier fast than me. And that's great. Um, but you can do it without, like I said, I just feel like people hear it and they think it's restrictive. And, and I haven't, unless I chose to make that the case, I haven't found that to be the case. Yeah, I think it's true. Um, yeah, and that's the other thing is, is, like I said, for them to reach out, I think a lot of, um, I say uh, uh, people that are, are keto or the, the crossfitters of the diet world, because I'll talk keto to somebody 24-7, um, you know, all the time. So when I say reach out, people can reach out to me, or, or I think anybody that they see has a story that speaks to them. I would be shocked if they didn't get a pretty positive response. Cause I haven't found anybody that, that, you know, I wouldn't recommend somebody talking to. I haven't found somebody that I said, Oh, you know, they lost a lot of weight and they look great. They're a real jerk. You know, I haven't seen, you know, that. it's so true. It's everybody I speak to is incredibly like uh, polite with me. And yeah, it's a really interesting point. Like, everybody wants to talk, wants to share, wants to get information. I think some of us try to dispel cause there's, there's a lot of, first off, there's the whole, um, negativity around eating fat and then getting fat and this and that. And I think a lot of us probably just want to spell that. So we'll do whatever we can to promote it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, so that plus people are feeling better. Like what's, what's right. not to want to talk about it all day. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Oh, this was awesome. I, I actually have yeah. to run, but, uh, yeah, no, this ahead. is, this is a great conversation and, yes. um, so your your story and voice is a little different than what I've um, spoken to so far. Right. So you're going to reach like different people, which I think is really interesting. It's that's how I've been described for most of my life is different. So. <laughs> Me too. So <laughs> <laughs> we seem to be twins. Yes. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Get all some right. rest. I know you've been working all night. Oh yes. Thank you for your Thank time. You, it's amazing. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. -bye. Hey guys, this is Ralph from Celeb. Just want to wrap this up. That was an amazing interview. James is awesome. He's got such a unique perspective and I really think he, he speaks to a different group of people because he's more of the cautionary tale as opposed to the person who was, you know, overweight for years and years and 
has made made the shift. So like he says, he thinks he's a little bit of a different a different story, and I agree, and I hope a lot of people relate to it. Um, if you want to contact him, he's incredibly friendly. You can DM him. You can get in contact. I'll put some notes in the show notes below. So by all means, please check that out. Thank you so much for watching. Please give us a like. Please subscribe. That way you're notified of future episodes and everything that's going on. We're trying to build this community up a little bit with uh, Cellab. So thank you so much for your support. This is Ralph from Cellab signing out. guys thanks for watching please go ahead and click the little circle over there and subscribe to our channel if you enjoyed this content we really appreciate it thank you so much for watching and thank you for all your support